That's all. Yeah. No, but I was talking to him about the story, the Jonah stories of the week, and he told he said that he said this to Nick because I've I've been listening to the stories and some of them they are a little exaggerated what? a little bit. They are. You guys embellish the stories sometimes. I truth. Well, then I talked. You, you were in a bar and he came up and rubbed up on you, and you knew. <laughs> I knew. I could. I could feel it through him. I could read his mind. You felt it on your thigh. I sing you think so? Would I be with Kevin if I had to be I with think a guy? You would. If I was forced to be, because he's not really terribly attractive. <laughs> but I mean, you. I mean, the way you talk about him and how much you enjoy his stuff. If I'm required, I mean, if if there was like life or death, you have to be with a guy. I think he would have to like do a monologue or something for me. <laughs> Um, you know, like foreplay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease. Uh, Nick is on hiatus. Um, he is away at, uh... Christian camp uh, to straighten them out. Uh, a lot of prayer. Lots of boys. Thinking about, uh, about men. That's how it works. Uh, my name is Luke. I'm here with guest host Jonah. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Fun? Doing well. It took us a while to get together this uh, this uh, week. Uh, yeah. Tuesday we were supposed to be together and uh, you know we had like a, like a seriously like one hour and I was on my way over and um left like a couple minutes late so I'm trying to hurry and I get down about uh, three blocks from my house and there's an accident and everything's just stopped and they're rerouting us basically to an area where I would have had to loop around like four miles to get here and I was like (laughs) okay I'm going back home to play video games Um, and then last night we just ran into uh, with it being my birthday uh, I had some stuff that I had to get to and then you had some stuff and we would have had about 18 minutes to record yeah I got out of school like Forty minutes late, and then took up the baby, and then got here. Didn't get here till after six. So I was like, "Yeah, it's a good thing that because I was I literally seven, I think, the, actually. I was literally at the restaurant when uh, at that time, uh, which is always awesome to go to your own restaurant too. Where were you? To, you were working yesterday, were you? No, no, no. My brother and uh, his wife and my niece were coming in for um, to eat, and then Amy told her brother and and, her, and his wife and their kids to oh. come in and so it kind of turned into a birthday thing and then I ducked out and went to go play softball it was cool they all came to watch play and oh, nice. it was my first game back uh, fr- from the back surgery so there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of rust a little bit of rust a little off. bit of tentativeness uh, first time up I hit a little bloop single uh, flew out the next time up and then proceeded with a home run a triple and a double right after a home run? yeah Actually, like out of the park. No, no, I, just smoked, I smoked it down the right field line, and this little chubby girl was chasing after it. So I moonwalked around the bases, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, so was she a better fielder than I am? No, no, no. That's why I hit it to her. Uh, but it felt good, you know, because I would. There was a, and it's weird what what you. I'd mentioned this a while back that when when we were talking about players that cheat. Um, how I was having back surgery, and one of my major issues was to be able to play. Because mm-hmm. it was one of the things that, from when I was younger, that I've been able to hold on to. Yeah. And just for, you know, 45 minutes once a week, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I get to go play a game. And the fact that I could still do it. Um, and, you know, I'm sore, but it's good sore. Yeah. You know, my back's a little tight, but my legs are aching from, you know, because I didn't know. The big thing was I didn't know if I could run because all the, you, the your feet pounding on the ground and it jars your back. Yeah, and, and that field's all... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gravel. I went out to left field, and uh, I was basically walking lines, checking for holes. Oh, yeah. And shit, Jeez. you know, so I don't freaking step in a hole and just... That would have been great. Right back into the hospital after one game. <laughs> I wouldn't have to go to work, though. That's going to be... I would have been in a, in a room with Al. <laughs> room with Al. Yeah, Al is... Al is Our friend Al uh, from the theater is back in the hospital. He's is he had back some, again? Yeah, he went back in uh, Friday. He he was having trouble breathing. He's had, he had pneumonia, and then uh, they thought he was better. And so they're doing a bunch of tests on him. He's got fluid in his lungs. Jesus. And, yeah, so I actually called him on the way over here and uh, made fun of him for being a little dramatic, and uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but he's you know hopefully on the road to recovery. Um, he just keeps. He, it's hard for him to slow down, and uh, you know he, go, he goes back to work, and then he, we yeah. still have a show opening, and uh, so it's a lot of. Did he overdo it at the pirate wedding? I apparently he overdid it at the pirate wedding, is what I understand. Uh, our friend, yeah, last last week was the weekend of weddings. Oh yeah, you had time. <laughs> um, Friday night uh, on a boat in Chicago, we went to uh, our friends uh, from the theater, Frank and Sandor. Uh, it was our, my first uh, gay wedding. He, he doesn't mean he went with me to a gay wedding when he says we. Yeah, well, it was, <laughs> it was a bunch of theater people. Um, shocker, there's gay people in the theater. <laughs> um, and uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was cool. The food was really good. Um, and uh, you know, there were some experiences that. Uh, and and sitting next to Al and Ken. Ken is uh, Al's husband, and uh, also known as Strawberry Jam Hands on the show. <laughs> the freaking inappropriate one-liners that come out of their mouths—it's ridiculous. And I'll tell you two of them that killed me. Ken had one, and I wish I can't remember the specifics of it. But Al sitting next to me. Um, I can't remember that one. The one that sticks in my head now is we were waiting in line for dessert, and he was like, man, I just regret not getting, because there were two salads. There was a Caesar salad, and then there was like a garden salad, but it had uh, cranberries, which I love, and like mm-hmm. roasted pine nuts. And uh, I said, you know, I love that. I said, I usually make salads at home with the cranberries and the uh, roasted pecans. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I, 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 I've never been a big fan of nuts. <laughs> And Al's gay. And yeah. I turned and I looked at him, you know, and kind of smiled. And he goes, well, nuts attached to people's bodies, I gobble up. <laughs> and we start laughing. And then this woman was standing in front of us and just turns around and looks at him. And that just made us laugh more. Nice. I mean, there was no apology or anything. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it was hilarious. Um, but they were throwing out one-liner after one-liner. Yeah. And I just, we got in the car after, and Amy's like, I haven't seen you laugh like that in a long time. Um, so. That's nice. Uh, yeah, Chewy's come to join us. Hello, Choo Choo. So, uh, set up how was your week? What uh, would you have going on? What I have going on? Just school, man. Teaching new and then the baby. It's crazy. Yeah, and how you liking teaching? your new... Uh, it's good. For, you, for, for how many years? Four or five years to find a full-time... I've been applying for five years now, yeah. It's rough, isn't I've it? I've been doing sub work and applying. I've applied like hundreds of jobs at least. I got one interview about four years ago, one interview last year, and then I finally got a job. A full-time job this year, so... That's great. Yeah, I remember it's fun, applying man. for... And at least you can do it online. Yeah. Well, that's what's nice about it is, like, you just copy over from one application to the other one, and all you have to do is answer the questions, which most of them are the same, 
And you'll, then you'll get one district where they put out like eight brand new questions you've never seen. Apply for a hundred jobs, and I have to like do eight essays, ridiculous that's, essays. It's like, yeah, that's it's silly. I, I, when I got my teaching degree, and I applied for jobs for for two years, um, and it was at the time before computers were. You know, in, mm-hmm. in the internet, I mean, I think the internet was just kind of in its infancy. Was that before Lewis, or was that... That was after Lewis, after when Lewis? I got my, te- I got my uh, teaching certificate at Lewis, but it was before I moved to California. Okay. And uh, it was in its infancy, but... So they said, you know, they still had the paper applications. Yeah. But they recommended you type it, but no one had a typewriter. <laughs> they all had, like, word processors. Yeah. So I had to find a typewriter... And so to do an application, it literally and these were typewriters. Like if you made a mistake, you had to white oh, out. Oh, so yeah, so it was it was actually like a, a blank copy that you had to fill in. Yes, but they with wanted the you typewriter. to fill in on the typewriter, and uh, <laughs> it actually would take me like probably three hours to do an application. Jeez, and yeah. it was it was agonizing. So the I, I dunk. Dunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, am I? I'm not in the box. I'd have to wipe that thing out and go wipe out. Jeez. Oh my god. And you well, blow on it. They had the correct, it. but you know sometimes the correct wouldn't work or mm-hmm. wouldn't be. In, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was it was a painful process. Um. So we got a few topics to talk about. Um. One of the things I posted this morning, and it reminded me when I saw on your wall. Mm-hmm. Um, the Michael Jordan poster you have up, and uh, oh, yeah. I, re- I I saw something on Facebook this morning that I reposted about Michael Jordan's nineteen greatest yeah. moments. I was I was watching that when you got here, so I only got through half of them. Um, and it was it it reminds us how lucky we are to have Jordan in yeah. our you know to to be able to watch. I mean, he's the Babe Ruth of basketball, of basketball, yeah, and he was our guy and. Um, you know, and then with Derek Jeter retiring this week, and yeah. on a little lesser scale, Paul Canerco, who, to you know, to white to all uh, nineteen thousand White Sox fans in the city of Chicago, he's <laughs> you know he's yeah, and I respect the guy. He's you know he's a a class act, and he was a good ball player, and mm-hmm. um, but uh, it reminded me of when our heroes go bad, and it kind of ties into um, you know the Ray Rice situation. People trading oh, in the yeah. Ray Rice jerseys, and Adrian Peterson, who. You know, up until this point, and his, one of his children died. I want to say last year or the year before, drowned or something. Yeah. Um, and so you you only had sympathy for the guy, and all of a sudden, every, you know, he's the the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and when our heroes go bad, and one of the things that struck me was, you know, after Jordan's career was over, and you, some of the stories start to come out of what a dick he actually yeah. was, and cheating on his wife. And I mean, do you ever find that you uh, does it ruin it for you? No, I mean he's Jordan. I. I don't. I like the Ray Rice thing and Adrian Peterson. I I watch them. I like watching them play, but they're not. I mean, Jordan was a hero. I mean, basketball when I was a kid was everything in Chicago. Sure. You know, I was in grade school in the '90s and high school in the late '90s. So when yeah. Jordan was around, that was all there was. Was I mean, our hockey team was horrible. Our baseball teams weren't so good. Yeah. You know, there was nothing else. The Bears, the Bears weren't, weren't well. anything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, Jordan. like Jordan is Jordan. I was just, I was watching those things, and I was I haven't watched him play in years, obviously, and watching those highlights, I was like. <laughs> I could actually sit down and just watch Jordan play old Jordan games. Sure. All the time. Anytime. It's and just, I think a lot of people so don't, great. especially younger people, that, you know, maybe didn't get to see Jordan or were very young when they were when he yeah. was around, you don't realize, like, they compare LeBron James to him. Mm-hmm. Jordan would never lose two championships. Jordan never lost one championship. No. Um, and there's a, there was, 
you, you can take their skill set and you can kind of compare them and say, oh, this one's got a better jumper, this one's better yeah. in defense, this guy. But, but Jordan, the thing that made Jordan wonderful was his refusal to lose. Yeah. His his ability to go, oh, no, we're not losing this game. Yeah. Um, and would just uh, destroy destroy people. Yeah. Um, well, and I'll actually post that Jordan thing on the you're going to get a disease yeah. thing so you can see it. Like the points where he decided with six minutes left he was mad because some guy was taunting him so he went out <laughs> and scored 19 points in six oh, minutes. I'll finish watching those. Like uh, the, the second or third one it's like they're playing the trail the Trailblazers and the Trailblazers scored like 14 points right off the bat and got the lead and they had, they had a talk and Jordan went out there and ended up scoring 36 points in the first half. Like, yeah, that was just the playoffs back or the yeah. championship. And yeah. I was watching that game live. I was actually at the bar that I started doing stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. and he drained seven threes in the first half, mm-hmm. and wa- ran back after the seventh one and just kind of put it's his shrunk. hands up, yeah. like, "What can you do?" Um, I'm a little distracted because I'm looking at your computer right now, and there's a pile of tissue. <laughs> um, My stupid dog. Next to your computer. Oh yeah. It was a, it, yeah. It, if I could get a picture of this, um, there is essentially uh, spank rags. Next to the computer. No. It's a pile of tissue <laughs> my, that used tissue. My, it's not used. It's all brand new. My dumb dog, we had a box of tissue here, and she, when we were gone, she op- she took, took it off the table, opened it, and took everything out. And instead of throwing it away, Aaron just picked it up and put it over there on the computer. I'm going to say that um, I know Chewy as a dog. I, you know, she's lived with me. She's obnoxious. Um, but I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I think her name is a, Chewy because she eats everything. She tears everything apart. She, uh, I think that, that that's a spank rag pile that you save because you're proud. No, no I, we're right next to the laundry room. They, they go right in, the, right in the washing machine when I'm finished. <laughs> okay, so you just got back. You had this morning, you had swim lessons with your, yeah. how old is your daughter? Seven months yesterday. Seven months. And what does yeah. she do in swim lessons? She, uh, she's very angry in swim lessons. Like, it's, it's pretty much just... Once a week, we go there for half an hour. We get in the water with her and teach her how to float on her stomach, float on her back, try to get her to start kicking the water and splashing the water. Just getting her used to water more than anything else. But like all the other kids are in the water, they're kicking and they're splashing and they're laughing, and she's just sitting there with a pus face, just like angry baby. She's enjoying herself, but she's not smiling. She's just like, hmm. How do you know she's enjoying herself? Because every once in a while, she'll smile. And if she wasn't enjoying herself, she'd be fussing and trying to get out and crying. Okay. Now, what do you pay for these lessons? Um, we paid, I think it's $48 for eight weeks. Okay. For <laughs> half that, I will give you the same lessons. Where is your pool? I have a hot tub. I can't put her in a hot tub. Why not? We'll turn <laughs> the temperature way down. Because uh, it's going to get cold soon. Well, what I'm saying is, I mean, you, 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 you slam... Yeah. Are, are they teaching anything that you not couldn't yet. teach? No. I just want to get her in the pool, that's all. Okay. So I just want to get her start, get, I just get her used to water. When you said swim lessons, you texted me, okay, I'll be back from swim. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's, I'm like, is it Aaron? <laughs> you know, is she... Because I'm like, no, the baby's too young to swim. No, more than anything, it's just trying to get her used to the water. I mean, at this point today, like today they started to have Aaron, like Aaron was in the water with her this week, I'll be in the water with her next week. And it was started to like, you know, let go for a second, let her float. Last <laughs> week we started teach her how to put her head underwater a little bit or get used to it at least it's not like she's learning how to do the backstroke or that's quite a scam. freestyle no it's not a scam really 48 bucks for them to say now yeah. put your kid underwater it's just an opportunity to get her used to the water I don't have an indoor pool I don't know anybody that does 
I, yeah, I can join a membership for a gym, but I'm going to be spending more than that. And getting in shape. I'm getting in shape without the gym membership. Those are expensive. <laughs> I walk around school all day. you got to understand, uh, Jonah's, Jonah will, every so often, will get on a, like, a health kick. And it started, I remember, when he lived with me with the, uh, what was that Wii thing called? The, the Wii Fit. Wii Fit. Yeah, right there. It's and he had, dust. like, this chart and everything, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this every day, every day. And he'd do, he did it for about a week and a half, and he had his little chart, and then all of a sudden it stopped. Hey, man, and I'm doing then, good. I've been working out for, or dieting for three months. I've lost 15 pounds. No, that's good. I'm sticking that's good, with it this time. And then you would go to the gym. You joined LA Fitness, and Jonah would go, and I'd be like, all right, you know, I would go for like 45 minutes. And Jonah was there the one time for like two hours on his second visit, and I'm like, dude, you're going to burn yourself up, because he was dying when he walked. He was dripping sweat, dying. I was doing I was doing 45 minutes cardio and 45 minutes swimming. And the swimming, half of it was actually, like, workout swimming. The other half was just cool-down swimming. So, I mean, that was there for two hours, but I wasn't, like, but you, busting you, my you, balls you, the whole time. But you were dying, and you were like, oh. And then it's just you don't want to go back because it's so... <laughs> you gotta. I mean, I my theory on the gym is you got to go to the point that you're uh, able to want to go back. I like going. I just... I'm lazy. I'm pr- I procrastinate. I, I mean, I get going on something, then I decide that it's too much work to actually get off the couch and... Start the car. Yeah, that's my theory. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I had a question, and this I should have tied this into our heroes. Um, one of your heroes that we all know is Ben Affleck. <laughs> God. Um, yes. Why do you hate Ben Affleck? I just think he's a bad actor. I've never... I mean, other than... What was it? Uh, the first one. Um, How You Like Them Apples that they did. Uh, uh, Goodwill Good Hunting. Hunting. Other than Goodwill Hunting, I don't think I've enjoyed anything he's been in. Really? You didn't like Some of All Fears? Never saw it. Oh, it's pretty good. I mean, I shouldn't say I wouldn't enjoy things he was he was in because like I loved Mallrats, but I didn't like him in Mallrats. He was just I mean he plays a good dick. What about Chasing but, Amy? Oh, I hate that movie. Really? That's probably the only one of his movies that I hate. Like the uh, Kevin Smith movies it doesn't, that I don't like. like. So like the 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 prospect. I mean, you got to think about what Chasing Amy's about. I mean, he yeah he I falls in love with it's, a woman who is a I think, lesbian. I think I don't like it because it's Ben Affleck in the lead. Like maybe if somebody else but was that in doesn't it, overcome I it. I mean, it. I, no. I think Kevin Costner is like the worst actor on the planet. I like um, Kevin Costner, but he picks good roles. He picks good movies. He directs generally. himself well. But he's the same character in every yeah. movie. No, I like Kevin Costner. Like, but movies. he picks movies that I go, wow, that's a great movie. I wish Kevin Costner wasn't in it. No, but I guess I I don't know. Ben Affleck just. I'm so upset about but the I mean, new Batfleck thing. The like, idea I'm, of him being in a movie where he turns a lesbian and thus increases his chances of a girl-girl guy <laughs> threesome. I mean, that doesn't like overcome the Affleck curse for you? No, I just... And it really bothers I know you're a comic book guy that it, he's I'm now Batman. I'm so upset about the Batman thing. Like... I'm not expecting much from the movie anyways, because I'm sure... Nick is is that the Batman the, versus Superman one? Yeah. The DC movies just, they're not, they don't... What have been the DC movies now? What? Well, the Superman movie, they had uh, Green Lantern. You're talking about Man of Steel? Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, it was, I mean... I did, I liked the Green Lantern one better. I did like the Green Lantern one better than the Man of Steel. Man of like, Steel was horrible. Like, the Marvel movies I love. I don't think there's been one in a while that I did not like. I was pumped for Man of Steel because I love, who played the villain um, uh, that played uh, uh, General Zod? Oh, oh, oh. Um... I forget his name. Yeah, awesome. he's great, though. Awesome actor. He did yeah. that whole uh, Delta Chi or Delta Gamma letter. Oh, yeah, yeah, the letter. that the And uh, I, I can't remember his out. name, but he played the Iceman, the story of Richard Kuklinski. 
Yeah, yeah he was he's on. In, um, um, he's in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Great actor. I I can't remember his name, but I. You know, now what about actors? Like, if your actors go bad, like I'm a huge Spacey fan. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is bad, but oh, I remember when first of all when he, when it came out, it, they have these people that like come out as being gay, and mm-hmm. you're like. Really, I I thought everyone already knew. Yeah, you know, and I knew Spacey was, and someone came to me like, "Hey, you love Spacey? He's gay." Yeah, so, and I'm so, like, okay. "Am I required to blow him? Because if I'm not, then I'm just going to enjoy his movies." Pretty sure you would, though. You like Spacey so much. You think so? Would I be with Kevin if I had to be I with think a guy? You would. If I was forced to be, because he's not really <laughs> terribly attractive. But I mean, you. I mean, the way you talk about him and how much you enjoy his stuff. If I'm required, I mean, if if there was like life or death, you have to be with a guy. I think he would have to like do a monologue or something for me, <laughs> um, you know, like foreplay. Because it yeah. would be, I don't know. I mean, I he just put on a couple of his movies in the background. You'd be fine. You can watch the movie. But then I would, yeah, I would just be watching the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, like if if like one of your heroes, I mean, I and I'm I've gone on record as saying that. You know, like especially for the Cubs, like if if Hitler could hit and he got drafted yeah. by the Cubs, I'd root for Hitler. Yeah. Um, but I mean, do, you know, going back to it, do you do you ever find that you're is anybody that you've loved done something that kind of made you go, God damn it, you know, I can't yeah. now I can't like you <laughs> or I think less of you. Think less of you. I mean, uh, I. I can't think of anybody. I know that, like, as a famous person, as an athlete, you do have a responsibility to be a better person. I mean, you're in the yeah. limelight. You're you're a role model, especially athletes. You're a role model for kids. Kids well, are watching. What if you just you. want to play ball? I mean, you want to play ball. You then play ball. But you, if when you take that role as a professional athlete, where you're getting paid to go out there and be on TV, and you become a role model, and you have to accept that fact that you made yeah, that see, choice. I think that's a parental cop out. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that the parents have to. Choose if you can be the role model, because but when you take that role, when you become that that famous person, you take that money, and you can play ball without getting paid. You don't have to be a professional athlete to go yeah, play but football. You, I mean, but you make that choice to be that professional athlete. You 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 have to live by a higher standard now because people are watching you constantly. Yeah, I don't even. You have to be that I mean, role yeah, model. You don't have to be a you don't have to be a huge douchebag, but I don't think that like you know there was those old commercials with Charles Barkley saying I am not a role model, and he still <laughs> says what's on his mind and. He says, "Don't look up to me. I'm not your. I'm but not you, here to guide your kids." You can't say that to a twelve year old. Don't look up to me. I mean, you're a ten, twelve year old. You're watching somebody. You're, you're going to look up to somebody that you like. Somebody that's really good at a sport you enjoy, or a good actor. Well, then, like, I mean, I, mean, I, I think that's up to the parents then to say, "Yes, they are." You look up to way, the way they play the game. You look up to their talent. You look up at how they approach the game, but their personal lives and what they do. Now, granted, you know, there's certain things like you know, you go back to the Ray Rice thing. Yeah. Okay. The, you, have well, nobody should common do that. There. I mean, it doesn't matter Dick if you're... Hole, but it's... Yeah. yeah. I don't... I I think it, what comes to mind to me is... Um, I'm a... I used to be a huge Penn State football fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wasn't... It wasn't really the situation with that Sandusky guy molesting kids. Because I kind of like... Just kind of lost interest in college football mm-hmm. altogether. I still follow Penn State. But I was an unbelievable... Joe Paterno supporter. Yeah. Um, you know, years and years, his kids graduated, he coached, and uh, he's Paisan. Um, and it really bothered me when people were 
for lumping him in with Sandusky. Yeah. And then it came out that he actually did know about it. And, you know, Grant, he took the steps of reporting it up. Yeah. But still, when nothing happened, he still let Sandusky come like, around. Yeah. And that really disappointed me. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, um, and maybe, you know, weren't on the internet for like two years, um, <laughs> Jerry Sandusky used to be Joe Paterno's defensive coordinator and uh, was molesting children for like 20 years mm-hmm. through his foundation to help kids. And Joe Paterno found out about it and uh, reported it to his superiors, and his superiors did nothing, and then he just kind of sat back. Yeah. Um, and part of it, I think, was protecting his own reputation and protecting the, 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 the school. School, the team, yeah. Um, and that really disappointed me, and I lost a shit ton of respect for Joe Paterno, who passed away uh, from cancer not too long ago, within the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Um, so that's what reminds me, and I just wonder if, if, like, Ben Affleck got sick as your hero, would you <laughs> would you weep? No, no. I don't, want, I don't wish anything bad upon him. I don't wish anything bad on anybody, but I just don't want to see him in movies. You really don't wish anything bad upon anybody? No. All right, I'm going to throw some names at you. and You you, uh, you may have to start editing at this point, Nick. No. Um, <laughs> the North Korean leader. Oh, do you mean... Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-il or whichever yeah. one it is now? Yeah. Why? Do you wish anything bad upon him? I've never thought about it. Like, I don't want him to be if doing If we could assassinate or... him right now and change their government... The way they do things and the way they oppress their people and the way they threaten everyone, would you do it? This is gonna be like a Jeff answer. I would never push that button. I don't. I mean, it'd probably be better in the world to him have him not there. I don't know if you have to assassinate him, but I mean, if that's what it has to take, I guess. I never really thought about wishing anything bad about. I know that's why we do the show. Yeah, I know. But I guess that I mean that would be better than having to deal with him, but. Okay, so you do wish something bad on him. I never wish anything bad about him. that first you, name out. You wish something bad upon him, and you just ask me if I agree with it or not. Uh, you don't have to agree with me. I don't make the wish. I just, if it happens, it happens. But you're saying it would be better. Well, yeah, it would be better. There's a lot right, of things that would right, be you're better. The, you're I mean. the president of the United States. Okay. Uh, Jonah O'Schneider. O'Schneider? The Irish, the Irish black president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> But Jonah O'Schneider. But Jonah. Um, La Jonah. They come to you, CIA comes to you and says, look, we've got him. We can we can take him out. There's a leader ready to step in that is is pro-democracy, uh, would reunite the Cor- the Korean, Korean countries. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's not ridiculous. This is, no, this I mean, is, just just taking him out isn't going to make everything better. It's not but no, no, not. we got someone in place. We take him out. This guy's going to step in, be the leader, and he's our, you know, he's our kind of guy. No one will ever know that we did it. Yeah, okay. It'll look natural. Would you do it? That's ridiculous. That whole idea. That's not that. ridiculous. You do your hands around that, the that now, that now somehow the CIA is going to be able to, and then we're not going to have to be there at all. We're going to, we're going to kill him. The person that is replacing them is going to 100% do whatever we want, but yet nobody's going to know that we had anything to do with it. It's happened many times And we're times not going to have to be there anymore. CIA has taken out fine. leaders and we've gotten pro-democracy people in there. When? General Manuel Noriega used to be pro-United States. Okay. Used to be. For years. he was, But then he started running drugs and they yeah. went and got him because he wasn't our boy anymore. So but we had to go back in there. We had 20 years of of non-communists uh, because they were going to be... I but it's not like it was just left alone and now we don't have to do Oh, it was left anything. alone for a long time. It was. It was left alone. I mean, eventually well, you have to go back in there. Well, you're predicting that we might have to go... We might have to go back into anywhere. Yeah. 
We might have to go to Russia. Killing him and putting somebody else there isn't going to make it better. Maybe for See, now a little while. On the question. No, I'm not. I'm okay. Um, I'm taking your example, and now I'm giving you a different answer. Okay, Jerry Sandusky is in a situation <laughs> ten years ago, molesting kids. You find out about it. You can take him. You you can you can make a wish, and then he would die of a heart attack. <laughs> no, you don't wish bad on him. To oh, save why would to, to die? No, he could. He could. Uh, but you would save all those children, so you don't wish wish that? I would wish that it would stop, or that it never happened, but I mean, why does he have to... And I'm being ridiculous. You're wishing for something that never happened. You're, wish, you're wishing for a heart attack to kill him so it wouldn't happen. So that it would prevent future molestations. Why does he have to die? He's You caught him. This is what... But Pull him aside, he's knows. done. You don't have evidence, you just know it's true. <laughs> I just know it's true. Yeah. Well, then I talk, you, were then at, I, you were in a bar, and he came up and rubbed up on you. And you knew. <laughs> I knew. I could, I could feel it through him. I could read his mind. You felt it on your thigh. I f- oh. Uh-huh. Um, no, I wouldn't wish a heart attack upon him. Really? To save those kids. So ten, s- ten years later, after he gets caught, and a, a, a guy comes in there's here enough, and, there's- says, and is crying because he got molested <laughs> by Jerry Sandusky, and he says, why, Jonah? <laughs> why? Why, why did a, you not give him a heart There's other ways to stop it besides him having a heart attack. But this is the only way you know how to do it ten years before he gets caught. Why wouldn't I just get him caught, then? You don't have the evidence. When I find the evidence. Now that I know he's oh, doing so now, it, so why it, wouldn't I be able to find the evidence? that your CSI... Well, then that I could wish a heart attack upon somebody and it would happen? I'm just, I'm, you know... <laughs> You, you're all of a sudden freaking an investigator that's gonna, you know. Well, I don't have to your do the investigating. After school, I could, I could, uh, and, you know, and swim lessons. Give someone with a tip. Five month old. Give, give a tip to the police that I uh, read this person's mind, and he's yeah, Jerry able. Jerry Sandusky's not going to get caught and come give a tip to you. <laughs> I, I don't think I would wish a heart attack upon him. I don't know. Wow, you are you are about as close to Jeff right now <laughs> as you've ever been. I, I just, I mean, I don't want people to do bad things, but wishing something bad upon somebody isn't, I mean... So isn't you it, don't believe in the lesser of two evils? Well, there's obviously there's a lesser of two evils. How could I not believe I mean, in that idea? I mean, would you not choose I mean, the lesser of two evils to prevent... Well, there's always a lesser evil than killing somebody or death, uh, I mean... You, you're, it's 1942, okay? You can snipe... No, 1935. Okay, before you even... even, even, Okay, yes, I wish something bad upon him. Yes, I would snipe Adolf Hitler if I had a chance. I was going to talk about Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Sure, you were. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you do wish something bad. Yes, I do. So, the cutoff is slaughtering of six million people where you'd wish something bad. Yes, uh, to prevent that, I think so. Okay. I think I I can go ahead and say Jonah is not 100% pacifist. Jeff Zagrossi would have had a talk with Adolf Hitler. He would have, yes. He would have tried to convince him to change his mind. uh, Uh, I'm pleading with my hands. Yeah, he would have pled with him to to stop his his takeover of the country and (laughs) please don't invade Poland. (laughs) Come on, let's just go have a drink. So, okay, so we have... We have decided now. We know uh, it's official. It's out there. Yes, uh, Jonah. Knowing that there's o- probably the only way to prevent Hitler from what he did and from that happening would be to snipe him or to kill him before it happened. So why doesn't that translate then to Jerry Sandusky? Because I could prevent that besides shooting him or giving him a heart attack. Okay, I guess. 
I could follow him around everywhere and get between him and all the little children. So you would follow him around for <laughs> ten years rather than just go, dude, you need to go. <laughs> I could tell him that I know what he's doing, and if he does it again, I will catch him. I think he, they people actually did that, and he went, oh, okay, and then just did it. <laughs> well, they didn't follow him around for all that time. Okay, so... If I have the ability to wish a heart attack on learned, somebody... What have we learned from this sequence? Um, Jonas cut off his six million deaths. Six million deaths, Otherwise, yes. he becomes a uh, uh, Law & Order SVU agent <laughs> and follows Jerry Sandusky around. Yes. Okay, all right, so you've been, you're a man of many talents. I am. I can do all kinds of things and <laughs> prevent people from doing stuff without killing them. Um... So, you know, we usually get political. Nick was arguing with me yesterday about... Uh, oh, he wants us to get political. He wants us to argue with well, each yeah, other. a little bit. Um, and we, we, you know, it, it, there was a, a... Vern always likes to post uh, Obama stuff and pro-Obama, mm-hmm. and he puts stuff on my wall and yeah. tags me. Um, and, you know, it, it's the same fucking arguments go round and round and round. And he's got a really, uh, really, like... Uh, it's hard to describe. I forget if it's his uncle or his cousin, but he lives in Hawaii, and he's mm-hmm. very like, uh, you know, peace and love, and and sort of he he he's got that almost that pompous, yeah, I'm smarter than you attitude. Oh, and he doesn't like discuss things. He makes like he says like one thing, and then like says something like about you, mm-hmm. you know. And I I usually ignore him because it's it's Vern's relative, and I. But yesterday I got annoyed because he. He posted something. He compared it was something comparing Obama to FDR, and I'm like, "Are you, are you fucking kidding me?" I mean, anyone who's even an Obama supporter, I think, probably sees the vast differences. Mm-hmm. I mean, FDR was a, a unbelievably great president, and what he accomplished, getting us out of the Great Depression, mm-hmm. leading us through World War II. He was a great leader, um, even with his flaws, as all presidents do. And he was saying how you know they compared, they called FDR a socialist too. And it's like, who? I said, who? Yeah. Who called him that? And he's like, and, and Nick jumped in and was like, someone did. Oh, people did. People did. I said, there's people everywhere that call. Yeah. There's always one. You could be the greatest person. People are dissenters of Mother Teresa. Why wasn't she doing that here? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, one thing. She's yeah, not American, you dick. Uh, everything needs to be in America. Um, but, you know, and I'm like, there always is. And people didn't. I said, he wasn't called a socialist. There were people that jumped, you know, one or two, like, congressmen, and, and you know, that he took, like, this really pompous, his cousin took this really pompous thing. And I said, oh, it's kind of ironic that you're, I said, you're comparing uh, him to FDR. Mm-hmm. I said, but FDR's, uh, and it said something about getting us out of the Great Depression. Yeah. Well, FDR's getting us out of the Great Depression was to pump money into businesses mm-hmm. so that it, it essentially which Nick hates when I talk about it, but it trickled down to the workforce. Yeah. Uh, you know, the businesses boomed and then hired more people. It's a, a very simple comparison to trickle-down economics, okay. which uh, many Democrats hate. And, mm-hmm. You know, there's all these economic theories and there's economic cycles and the money goes up and down and up and down. Um, I mean, you are more of a, I guess, left-leaning... Yeah. Um, I, guess. I mean, I, I guess my my thoughts would be, how do your thoughts about our current administration now versus what your expectations were oh. 
six years ago or whenever. Really, you were I mean, I'm, I'm not the most political person in the world at all. Like, I, I am left-leaning. I have no... I'm not one of those... I'm not out there, oh, I hate Obama or I hated Bush or... Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't hate Bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, By Bush, he means vagina. Yes, I do. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. I don't have much... I mean... Like I said, I'm not very political, so when I look at it, it's... I mean, is there I'm still here. The, the, the economy seems to be doing better. Uh, my house is worth more than it was when I bought it, so is that's it? good. Not much, but a little bit. Yeah, mine goes down every year. Oh, does it? No, yeah. mine... I, I, I take a look. Mine's gone up a little bit. You no, know, a couple thousand or something, but nothing extreme. That's good. I'm happy. I'm in a good place, and uh, from what I understand, supposedly they're working on a way to help me get out of my ridiculous $80,000 student loan debt. Eventually. You think that's fair? Uh, I think um, if all these other companies can get bailouts of billions and billions of dollars, these people like myself who went to school, got degrees, and got no assistance on finding a job, spent 10 years to get a job so I can't pay off my loans, could use some help. Okay, but are they going to bail you out or is it just a forgiveness? Uh, They've been saying forgiveness. Like the one thing I've looked at, which supposedly I can can do, I have to look into find more, is... uh, I pay for 10 years. After 10 years, they forgive the rest of it, as long as they make payments on time. So now... I'm not looking for a handout for them to pay everything out, but some help, you know? Well, yeah, and I think maybe some some help for people that get in these huge debts would be good, but I, I, I look at it, and maybe this is the business owner in me, but... Let's say you start a business, and, it, mm-hmm. and so you start a business where you're you're giving loans to high school students to go to college. Yeah, and you say okay, and you you say okay, here's your interest rate, here's this, here's mm-hmm. this. You pay this. It's got to you know lay all laid out. Then all these kids they they can't pay their loans. They don't pay their loans. They choose not to pay their well, loans. They can't find a job. Well, however, it works out, and the government steps in and says, "Well, you can't collect on that anymore." Yeah. I mean, this is your business. There are people. There are people that need that the, money to. The problem with those businesses business. are the. I mean, the companies and I, I mean the corporations at this point giving out these loans and the, the government giving out these loans is that you're giving them to seventeen, eighteen year olds who don't really fully understand what the idea of a loan is and how they're going to pay it back. They just think I need to get to school. Sure. They're going to give me the money to go to school, and eventually I have to pay it back. So, so I'll worry about unfair. that later. It's not. Clear enough, I don't think. For, I mean, because at this point, you have to go to college, it seems like. If you don't go to school and have at least a bachelor's, you can't get a job working at McDonald's anymore, pretty much. Well, if they're going to pay them $15 well, yeah, an hour. $15, I mean, yeah. yeah. That, 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 uh, that's another thing, yeah. But, um, uh, come on, that's, that's like <laughs> that's like high skill there. $15. I see, they're going on strike because they want to... I was teaching last year kindergartners computers, and I was making less than $10 an hour. And I didn't go on strike. I took the job. I got experience. And then the next year, I got a, a full-time salary job. So, I mean... I mean, it's strike for I it. mean, I, I am... As but, a business owner, I'm for minimum wage going up. I yeah, mean, it's got to go up eventually, every a little bit every year. I, I mean, was actually surprised after... Because it went up three years in a row. Right when mm-hmm. I got the thing, there was like a schedule laid out when I bought yeah. the business. And I went, okay, it's going up. And then it just stopped. And I said, okay, you know, there's probably going to be within the next year or two, they're going to come and say, okay, it's going up to this, going up to this, yeah. going up to... And it just froze. Now, which is it, it should go up every year. I mean, you know, as an employer, I give raises based on merit. You know, yeah. people have been with me, and it's not due to how long you've been with me because you could just kind of be, you know, walking the line and kind of. 
But I'll give raises. I'll say, do you deserve a raise? And I, it, mm-hmm. I don't go, oh, it's scheduled or anything like that. I go, you deserve no. a raise. And in three months, if I see you busting your ass again, you know, over, I said, okay, you get another, another raise, raise. You know, yeah. you just do it. Um, but these people that want the, this, they, they, it baffles me. Well, I guess it doesn't baffle me because they're, you know, I, they're they're obviously idiots. But yeah, um, that they can't see the ramifications of essentially saying pay us $15 an hour, basically doubling our minimum yeah. wage. Um, and they don't see, they say, oh, the, they can afford it. They can afford it. Okay. And they don't look at it and go, oh, um, well, I guess prices are going to go way up. No, no, they don't look at the big and picture. And they go, well, oh, the money's going to go back to it. They don't, they don't look oh, at the big picture. Shit. They don't see any of that. No, they just see that they want to make more money. And somebody said, you should make more money. And now all of a sudden, everybody thinks... No, I wonder where they I mean, came up with this 15. 15. Yeah, where did that number come from? Where? Why would anybody in that position think that they deserve $15 an hour? Because I mean, they think if they're loud enough and bitchy enough, someone's going to do it. But... <laughs> Someone's gonna come and just take. I mean, if my team, if They're I gonna automate, the if job. I owned a McDonald's and my staff went on strike, I would fire all of them that day. Yeah, they're not a union. Close for a day, you'll be rehired next day. How many people are gonna come and apply for a job? I mean, there's tons of people looking for work. Yeah, fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, and somebody compared their job to. Oh, would you you sit there and you push a speak and say? Yeah. You know, they say you want it. You push a button that has a piece a chicken on it, and they get chicken. Yeah. You know, they're gonna automate their their goal. Automate the fryers, it. you you put the. You dump a bag into the fryers, you push a button. They go down, they cook, they come up. Or, if they don't automate it, they go out of business. Yeah. If they if if I was required to pay everyone that worked for me $15 an hour, I would just shut down. Yeah. Or it, w- it wouldn't be worth it, I mean. And what happens to our economy then? Yeah. Then and that's that's economy- like a server, a waiter, somebody at a, at a restaurant does a lot more work and needs a lot more skills than somebody at McDonald's. Yeah. And what do your servers make now? What's the server wage these days? It's for the minimum uh, tipped employee is four ninety five. Yeah. I don't know if that's federal or Illinois. I just it's the highest one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of mine make more than that based yeah. on their experience uh, but, and how good yeah. they are. But, but starting four ninety five, and they want to make fifteen dollars to. And they should, you know they're tipped employees, so they make. I'm required to report ten percent of their sales. Mm-hmm. They get tipped more than that, so they're not paying taxes usually. I mean, yeah. usually. Unless you're a horrible server and then you won't last that long, your tips are going to ba- your tips are going to average out to more than ten percent. Yeah, um, and they they get taxed on that, mm-hmm. so they're paying taxes on part of it, but they're still getting a lot of cash. Um, and I would say that servers, it, as it averages out, probably average out to about eleven, twelve bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. A lot of it tax free. Yeah. So and it's a higher skilled. I mean, you, we've all gone to restaurants. I mean, how many times yeah. have you had a horrible server and you go, God damn, you just don't get it, do you? Yeah. You know? And I still tip Well, like you said, yeah, they still get tipped and they don't make it. I mean, if you're not a good server, you end up, I mean, because you, you, people like us tip them, but people... Yeah, people that are worked in the industry. Other people don't, and then they're not, you know, they're making less than $10 an hour and they go work at McDonald's instead because they can make 15 Yeah, and you're, well, you're now in a union. Yeah. Um... So, so I, now I, I, guess, have, I have people now telling me who I should vote for, I guess. Yeah, do they? Do they? <laughs> well, they haven't really, but, like, there's a a union walk or something out, this one in Joliet, one in Tinley. I don't know exactly what it is, but they're looking for people to go there to support and represent our school district. 
And they're like, oh, when you're there, you have to talk to them about voting for... I forget who they said now. Um, Quinn. Because he's better for us. It's like, oh, so I guess that's who I'm voting for. <laughs> they're not telling you that the, I have to. Pat Quinn, the Illinois governor. Yeah. Who essentially bankrupted Illinois. Yeah. But I guess he's better than the the other option. Uh, that Rao somebody guy. Yeah, the, the millionaire. Bruce Router. Yeah. I forget his last name. Well, I guess it's like a millionaire or a billionaire. Or yeah, they're all billionaires. Something. Sure. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to look into that more. I mean, I, from what I've heard about Pat Quinn, he's a complete fucking mess. Yeah. Which is standard for Illinois governors. I mean, I think That's our last Illinois, two yeah. are in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I just wonder, I wonder, you know, and I it, I, I don't think I've ever 100% agreed with a candidate. No, that's impossible. I mean, but yeah, I kind of like that's the your lesser my, of two evils thing. Yeah, right? I have I have my list of things that are most important to me. Mm-hmm. And if I guess if your union's the most important to you, yeah, and he's going to be best for your union, that's who you vote for. Yeah, that's, I mean that's. But I mean, like I said, I again, I'm not super political, so yeah. Well, they say he's going, best for schools. It's like oh, okay. Going back to Vern, I mean, they threw their support behind Obama, and then Obama kind of jammed their union when it came to their health insurance. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, it was funny. It was kind of funny. I had this conversation with him because he's like, you know, he would always say, you know, why can't it be better for everybody? Why can't you just, you know, take a little hit to make it better for everybody? And my whole theory was it's, you know, I'm not worried about everybody. I'm worried about me and the people I care yeah. about. You know, every it's every man for themselves here, you know. Mm-hmm. And then his union took a hit, and I kind of went up to him and I said, so how do you feel about How's that, that? now? You're not, taking yeah. a hit for everybody. And he said something like, doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect my insurance. The way his was set up. And yeah. I went, okay, so <laughs> what happened to the hit for everybody? And I think we were, like, having drinks. And he's like, you know, fuck them or something. You know, <laughs> as you yeah. know, as we're, we'll do. And it just, we just laugh and move on. Right. But, you know, it's 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 funny, the attitude of take a hit for everybody. You know, give up your piece of the pie so other mm-hmm. people can have some. Until you're giving up your piece of the until, pie. Yeah, until it's yours, and then... And then people kind of go, hmm, well, this kind of sucks. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, and I don't want to appear to be, like, a totally selfish and hate-filled person, but, mm-hmm. I mean... I, no, I mean... I, I, I'm pretty charitable, but I choose my charities. I give to yeah. my people I think should... I can give a little extra to and be happy to support them a little bit. Yeah. Here, um. Okay, here's a religious thing for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> straight down to politics, religion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things to talk um, about. They had the uh, uh, one of the World Cups, whatever. There was like seventy five of them. Um, the uh, women's basketball in Asia. <laughs> the team from Qatar, who is a uh, Muslim nation that yeah. is a huge, uh, you know, they have been a, a, a big time ally of the United States okay. in that region. <clears throat> Um, so it's not like, uh, you know, Iraq, mm-hmm. who we've, you know, had been at war with and all that. But Qatar, you know, we, 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 uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you talk about, uh, capitalism. I mean, Qatar is huge, big money. Okay. Um, but they're a Muslim nation. And as their Muslim, uh, law and their, you know, the laws of their religion state, mm-hmm. uh, women have to keep their head covered. Yeah. Uh, the Qatar women's basketball team went to the World Cup, mm-hmm. and the rules of the World Cup stated that you can't wear any jewelry, uh, any uh, headwear, any okay. any any excessive thing. Uh-huh. And they said, you know, this is our religion. This mm-hmm. is what we. Um, and they chose 
rather than take off their headwear, they chose to forfeit. To forfeit the game? And left. Okay. And I started, I read this article and I started reading comments and I, and there were a lot of, well, they want us to bend over backward for Muslims and this and that. And it's always related to our country. And I see that point of view because I get frustrated too when it's like, oh, you have to take down that cross because it's offensive to Muslims. Um, You have to do this because it's offensive to Muslims. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's like such a like, oh my God, don't, don't bomb us. Here, here, here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it almost feels like. But again, it's always related to this country. And I look and I go, okay. These are women mm-hmm. who, by their nature in the Muslim faith, are somewhat oppressed. It's almost like an archaic thought process when it comes to women. Yeah. Uh, not almost, it is. Um, do you agree that these women should have been forced to take their headwear off or not play? I mean, at this point, it's. I mean, that's the rules. I mean, the, the, the step... So we're going... Yeah, it's recording. I'm just checking time. Yeah, I mean, because the rules are what they are. I mean, they have their traditions, and the World Cup has its rules. So, I mean, them walking away and forfeiting the game was the right step. I mean, if they want to participate, I don't see why they couldn't you think you know, get involved I mean, with whoever's in charge of it and, and it, change the rule. It's I mean, not like a political statement. I mean, it's literally, this is our religion. It's against our religion to take this off in public. Yeah. But, I mean, they knew the rules before they went there. They should have known that the... The responsibility is that I mean, you want to be a part of this, then get the rules changed. Talk to whoever is the 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 ruling body. So of you the, support the ruling. I mean, do you think? I mean, I I I said here's the simple solution for a future: no headwear, none of this jewelry stuff, mm-hmm. unless it is, you know, something that is a requirement of your yeah. religion. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is obviously they couldn't play this year because that was the rules. Then they just. Talk to the ruling body. Get the rules changed. Get it an exception. I mean, as you're you're I mean, you're Catholic, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and I know we. I've missed mass. You've missed mass, but you know, <laughs> let's say you're you're following your Catholicism strictly, mm-hmm. and there is a way that you know you're in a competition and you can compete on Sunday, mm-hmm. but you'd have to miss church. You know, as part of your, and this is something you follow strictly. I mean, would you? And you say you put in a request and say, hey, can you schedule our game for later mm-hmm. or whatever? You know, it's a big tournament. We have church and everything. And they say, no, fuck you. Yeah. Get the fuck you need to do it or or forfeit. Yeah. I mean, would you find that to be a fair? And I, not, and I, maybe fair is not the right word, but it almost to me feels like an unreasonable, like, fuck you to the them for their religion. And trust me, I'm not a huge Muslim supporter. They're my, uh, you know, 80% of them to me are a bunch of fucking psychopaths. <laughs> But I mean, it's, at the same time, I don't want someone to come. I've had my religion mocked mm-hmm. by people and people I know. Yeah. I've I've heard mock my religion because they're either atheist or uh, different religion, or they say, "Oh, you got a bunch yeah. of child molesters and Catholicism." And I go, "You know what? The reason that it's not like every priest is a child molester. Mm-hmm. The reason it 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 seems because it makes the news because it is a priest." Yeah. That'll do it. You know, if a priest does it. There's lots of child... There's lots of atheist criminals out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yet I get mocked. There's bad people in every walk of life. Yeah. But it, your religion is your choice. Your, it's, it's your own... I mean... Is it a choice? I mean, it's a belief. Do yeah, I, but I don't you choose, choose to have that belief. this way. That's like yeah. saying someone chooses to be you, gay. You could... You this could is my... Choose, I don't, you know, you choose to believe that way. I don't choose to believe that way. This is my belief. It, yeah. You don't, you don't there's, go, there's other beliefs out there. You can research other religions and choose a different religion. But it's not... That it's can be not, your belief. But this is the one that, that touches you 
Okay. You know, it's not like I'm going, I am making this conscious decision to believe this. No, this is what I believe. Even, I if, it's, even if it's unconscious, you're still making a decision. You're still making a choice for that to be your religion. I mean, maybe it well, may yeah, have been you how, you, how you were raised. Like, but or? I am saying, that's like saying I'm choosing to be gay. Internally, <laughs> I feel... Well, no, listen. Internally, I feel strongly mm-hmm. in this direction. So I was born to feel this way. This is with, with everything, all my environment and the way I am and how I, how I was born. And this is where I... This is me. Okay. okay? So I've been exposed to other religions and I say, no, this is... Okay. This is me. This is what this is what I believe. I'm not like saying I want to believe this. No, I believe it. Well, it's what you believe, but I mean, it, it, you did at some point make a choice to become not to become Catholic, but to to believe that Catholic Catholic. Yeah, was. when Just I like was I in did. seventh grade, and my okay. parents told me to get confirmed. Yeah, but, confirmed. And you, yes. As an adult, though, I can so go whatever also direction. Your I choice: wanna... how much you want to participate in that religion, and how much you want to go to church. So, I mean, if you have a choice of either going to church because it's what you choose to do every Sunday. Or play, miss this one Sunday and play your game. That's still your choice. They shouldn't have to change their game and the rules for everybody else because one person wants to wants to go to church instead of playing the game. I mean, it's a lot easier for them to change the rules in this just to say, okay, you can wear your headpieces or whatever, whatever they're called for the game because it's in your religion. Yeah. But to change around everything because somebody chooses to go to church, that's, how is that fair to everybody else? Well, I mean, if it's not going inconveni- to inconvenience other people... I mean, you're talking like a whole tournament. You have, you know, eight teams or whatever, or even just two teams. You have all those people plus people coming to watch them, the people working the game. Well, I mean, you just substitute a different game. You say when the schedule's coming out, can you make it this way? No one would ever know the difference. Yet they say, you know what? Fuck you. We're gonna do it this way because I well, it's was the way it's a Catholic I mean, and I don't like Catholicism anymore. <laughs> so you can suck. It. That's why they did it because because they chose not to be a Catholic anymore. Hey, you know. I just and my 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 point is, I guess. And again, I looked at some of the freaking responses to this article, and the people mm-hmm. going, "Fuck them! We got to bend over backwards for them." And, da, da, da. and like these women are just, you know, they're, no, they're not asking you. They're not forcing you to pray. They're not asking it's you. To, not, it's not bending over backwards. Just leave it out there. It's just a matter of like, get the rules changed. Make a petition. Yeah. I mean, it's well, you're pretty political today. Well, you, it's kind of hard when I'm talking to you not to be. <laughs> okay, so I mean, we we, we, we like like to summarize your stances. Okay, is that that is that okay. the plan here to um, to talk to Jonah for a couple minutes? You're an and, investigator. Yes, I can. Versus someone who you you wouldn't kill a child molester, you would let him go on molesting children. I never said that. No, um, I would I would stop him. Um, you like Ben Affleck? He is the yes. Um, and he, he will be the best Batman ever. <laughs> Would you rather have Ben Affleck as Batman or Val Kilmer back as Batman? In his current fat guy state. <laughs> yeah, Ben Affleck might win that one. Oh, my goodness. Val, well, I know. I don't know. See, if you would offer, what's his name, the third Batman. George Clooney? Yeah, Ben Affleck might be George Clooney for it. Because George Clooney was just so horrible. Val Kilmer wasn't a bad Batman. What about Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Ahead of Christian Bale? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. Christian Bale. He's I like such Christian a good Bale goddamn too, actor. He is, he is, but I mean Michael Keaton. Well, the thing, my question about Christian Bale, and I know I've brought this up maybe not on the air, but when, when like, he was talking to someone that knew he was Batman, 
and he was in his Batman costume, why did he still talk in the Batman voice? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he go, oh, oh thank God, I can be <laughs> yeah, myself, let me clear my throat. I can my throat. My throat now, I don't have to, I'm Batman. Yeah, so I wondered why he still talked in the Batman <laughs> voice after he's, like, he'd be talking to Commissioner Gordon, who knew who he was, or, yeah. or not Commissioner Gordon, but like, uh, you know, Vicky Vale, or the whoever girl, the One of the girls, in. yeah, whatever, whoever it was that she was. Yeah, was. I don't know who Vicky, oh, Vic, yeah, I guess it was Vicky Vale was in no, a, Vicky a Batman Vale was, character. Yeah, but she was in the... Michael Keaton one. Yeah, whoever. That was, she was in the... Some of them. <laughs> the, the girl that... The girl, yeah. The, the damsel in distress. The, um... Do you think that's sexist? Damsel in distress? Yeah, why doesn't Batman ever, like, save a guy and the guy... If he, like, jump away with the guy, you know, and, like, hold him, like... <laughs> hold him in and... that... Yeah, in, like, that fetal position. No, it's always a girl. They pick up the girl. Yeah, he, he saved all those, uh... The fake Batmans. He didn't... He, he didn't hold them in fetal position or anything. Why not? Well, he tied him up and left him for the cops, but he saved him. I mean, he saves guys, too. Well, I, yeah, but he doesn't, like, treat them as tenderly as... That's kind of <laughs> sexist. I guess it could be kind of sexist. I mean... Then would you kill Batman? No. If I given the opportunity... Why would I kill Batman for being a sexist? Sexism? So you're a sexist. <laughs> I support Batman sexism, yes, because he's Batman. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, last week, uh, the guy who uh, uh, broke into the White House with a knife. What? I did not hear about this. Gentleman jumped the wall, got into the White House, had a knife. Now, here's there's many levels to this story. And I posted, uh, you know, hero or superhero. Because he was, you know, trying to take down Obama. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the guy jumped the wall, got into the White House. Obviously, it's something wrong with security. Yeah, um, uh, jumped the wall, was able to get run the across the lawn, which is like a football field or two, right? Just yeah. to get from the... Yeah. And yeah no, I mean, there's better security at football games when people jump on the field. And take, you know <laughs> yeah, what I, mean? I mean... They wipe them out and tase them. I, I mean, thought they had snipers all over the top of the White House. and Yeah, he got into the building. Um, he got in with a knife. Now, here's... You know, at first I was like, oh, he's a hero. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tongue firmly planted in cheek. I mean, as much as I dislike Obama, I don't wish that he be killed. I just impeached. But... Oh, man. um, But... He had 800 rounds of ammo... On him? In his car. Oh, okay. So how the hell did he... And I'm assuming he had a gun. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, he's a complete idiot because he bought a lot of bullets and he was going to throw them at people. (laughs) Um, But he had all this other weaponry in his car, yet he brought a knife. He brought a knife. So how far did he, he got? He got into the building. He got into the building, as far as I understand it. And it wasn't like a tour. He actually jumped the fence. Jumped the fence. I know think, they have tours. I may have to go back and reread the, the the article, but as far as I understood it, because this was like about That's ten days ridiculous. ago, I read this. So I'm, I'm losing the details in my brain here. Um, you sure you weren't reading about like the X Men movie where the character got into there? Not everything is related to a comic <laughs> book, Jonah. Well, I mean. That happened Schneider, in an X-Men Jonah movie. Schneider, SVU agent. <laughs> I have my blood kit upstairs. That your your DNA kit is right over there next to the computer. <laughs> your pile of spank <laughs> tissue. I would like for you to open your computer right now and show me what you were spanking to. Uh, it's probably going to open up to fantasy football. I was winning last that week. A boy. <laughs> I rub one out sometimes, too, when I win. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Alfred there you go, fantasy football. Um... We can talk about that just really quickly here. Uh, how happy I am that both of my picks that I wanted ended up getting picked by somebody else in waivers last week. 
Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I was going to pick him up because my quarterback got hurt and Peyton Manning's on bye. And Kirk Cousins threw four interceptions and a fumble. He had, like, negative points. He had a total of two points in our league. All right. And then I was going to take um, Niles Paul, mm-hmm. who ended up going out with a concussion halfway yeah. through the game. I had to pick him up. Yeah. Because I had uh, my tight end got hurt, and then uh, my other guy, who was an eight, a free uh, rookie that was supposed to be good this year, like gets, he plays like 10 downs a game now. Yeah. First for whatever Yeah, reason. both of mine are out right now. And then the third tight end on the list, the one that I didn't take, ends up getting three touchdowns. Who? Which one? From uh, New York. Oh, that Donnell guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was 31 on the list. He, get, he pick, gets three touchdowns. Never even heard of him before. Yeah. Well, you, t- you took uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Kansas hopefully City. he has a good game. He scored for me last week. I Three. picked him up. They said he, they said he's the next Gronk. Yeah. Um, That'd big be nice. Hoss. You know, That'd be nice. L- when lumbering down the middle of the field. Starting, my starting tight end, Jordan Reed, gets hurt right off the bat. And then my backup, Dennis Pitt, is out for the season. I mean, I had to use two waivers on tight ends now. I have, uh, you know, knock on wood, I have ironically danced the, not ironically, but I've danced the fantasy football landmine um, and how it's been going. And I've had some injuries and whatnot, but I'm looking back at all these guys that are getting knocked out for the season and whatever, and I'm going, I'm remembering, I almost drafted that guy. Yeah. I almost saved that guy on my keeper league. Like, I'm going through this whole thing going, I almost, almost, almost... I remember I had the decision between this guy and this guy, and I took this guy, and all of a sudden the guy didn't take it. So, mm-hmm. so I keep going, God damn, have I been lucky. Like yeah, everybody there's I've, been so many injuries, and then all these people getting suspended because they like to beat people. And I have an honest, serious question for you, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really trying to figure this out. Why does Jared suck at fantasy football? I don't get it. You know, in the Yahoo League, the one that I'm in with him, which is ridiculous scoring... He's good in that one. Him and I are the only two that are undefeated right now. And he randomly picked up that freaking Donnelly guy for the team, for his team. So he's got like fifty points after two players from from Thursday night. But in our league, I don't, I don't know what and he, he keeps does. He's blaming the rules. He wants more scoring and everything. And I'm like, it's touchdown heavy. Draft yeah. guys that score touchdowns. I think he's used to the idea of like in the Yahoo one, you get unlimited waivers. So you just constantly making changes. Like yeah. I, I've made five changes. Yeah, he still doesn't weeks. get the waivers. Yeah. He emailed me. So he thinks picks. he's going to be able to change as he's going and, and, and swap people out. Like, But it's a 12-person league, and you have the draft. And that's who yeah, he pretty told much me he goes, I'm with, man. Draft, he goes, I'm not even drafting a defense. I'm just going to use waivers every week and pick up a defense. I go, that's not how it works. That's not how it works, yeah. that's not. That's, but you that's how the Yahoo works. I mean, yeah. like you have, you have one defense and one kicker. And yeah, our league teaches you to like actually do some research and go, I'm going to make this strategic move. And make, and yeah. it encourages more trades. Yeah, encourage trade. You gotta you gotta plan out your whole season at the beginning. You just can't go week by week. And so, I guess uh, expanding on that, why does Jared suck? Is why does Jared not get the rules? I don't understand. What, I mean, he, he, maybe he's got a couple leagues, so he's just got everything mixed up in his head. But I mean, I'm in three leagues. I understand the rules. For but like, what them. was his like, draft day trade with Aaron? Oh, he traded. He gave Aaron. Um, what's his name from Seattle? Um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Aaron gave him Cam Newton. And he gave Aaron, like, his second round next year or something like okay, that. Okay, so he essentially gave her, on a good day, quarterbacks that are basically the same quarterback. They're even. Yeah. But Cam um, is hurt, not at 100%. Yeah. Probably won't be all season. On a good day, they're even. On a bad day, for, I mean, I, you know, normally I would say Wilson is a more consistent mm-hmm. point-scoring quarterback over New Newton has... It, 
the ability yeah. to light it up, but essentially... Wilson will get you at least, like, what, 14 points every yeah. week, no matter he'll what. He'll throw a touchdown. And sometimes he'll, he'll get you more. Cam Newton, you get anywhere from zero points to 30 yeah. points. Yeah. I mean, he... And I remember just when he made that trade, I went, all right. <laughs> and I now thought, that's why he's picking up Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and I, I thought about it, you know, his first year in the league, and I explained the rules to him, and then he comes up to me and goes, oh, man, I need some wide receivers. And I go, okay. And I go, live. I said, I have four good ones. And he goes... And, like, I had drafted Greg Jennings, and he was, like, my third or fourth best wide receiver. Yeah. And he goes, I'll give you a first round next year right now for Greg Jennings. For Greg go, Jennings. Done. Done? Yeah. This is, like, at the draft. And I went, and I declared it and made the trade, and I went, fuck, I got two first rounds next year. And I just gave up a guy who probably wasn't going to play. Didn't play at all, yeah. Yeah. And he, and then he was like, man, that was, like, two weeks later, he was like, that was stupid. He, I shouldn't have. He, he loves the trade idea. And every year, he, he has to do a trade at, um... At draft. He has to do a trade at draft every year. Yeah, and I love trading, but I don't do it just to do it. No, I do, I do not know what goes through his head when it comes to fantasy. It's Jared, does Jared listen to the show? Do you know? I don't know. Jared. Well, to tell him to. Maybe we, we need to do like an interview with Jared and ask him what his theories what are. Is there? Um, and then we'll call this segment what not to do. <laughs> he just has such bad luck in our, in our league. I mean, the fact that he picked up Cousins, who was supposed to be great... After last week, and he throws for only two points. You know who I K- mean, Kirk Cousins is? Rex Grossman. Grossman, right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's only two points. Like, I mean, you can expect to get at least six, seven, eight points out of a quarterback. Not if he sucks. But he gets two, yeah. I mean, like I'm expecting Mike Glennon sucks. or whoever he is. I'm not expecting much from him at all, but I'll get more than two points. Oh, Glennon has had more consistency than Cousins. <laughs> In his half game. No, he played last year most of the year. Did he? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about him. He didn't do bad. I was, so I was surprised they signed McCown. I'm like... You got a young guy who's yeah. essentially the same quarterback as far as skill level. Why would you, you know? But that's Lovey, you know. We yeah, Lovey. Uh, um, what the hell is the black guy on Family Guy? Oh yeah, you were talking about this yesterday, uh, last uh, time. Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland, Cle- yeah. Cleveland Smith. Hey, <laughs> blitz the linebacker, y'all. Hey, Josh McCown. Yeah. Yeah. In your four games last year, I'm going to sign you to a big contract. <laughs> I can see the talent. Oh, shit. We're 0-3. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we're getting down to our hour point here. Uh, do we yeah. got a next story of the week? I'm so bad at stories. I've been trying to think of one and everything. I'm like, I got nothing. I, All right, well, why don't we talk? It's not essentially a Nick story. Well, I guess it is. Okay. I mean, you can tell how... On, uh, uh, I was going to talk about the alley rally. Okay. I was going to say you could always talk about how Allison tells us that on their honeymoon he spent half of the time in the bathroom. Well, Nick Nick is a, a, a notorious uh, long shitter, and it's funny because he'll be like, "Oh, come over at 11. and he'll text at eleven forty five and say, "I'm on my way." I, I took a run. Like he'll start running at eleven, and yeah. then he'll then he goes and I had to poop, and then of course shower, you know, yeah. after. So it's like Jesus Christ. So we're constantly waiting for Nick. So that's funny, but. Yeah, um, yeah. If I'd like to t- touch upon the what we call the alley rally, and what that <laughs> is is, and Nick still does it to a, to a certain sense, but um, yeah, and I, you know, his reverence for his wife um, is admirable. He, mm-hmm. you know, he loves her very much, but he he still posts like pictures of Allison like exercising and yeah. like, oh look at that ass or something like that, and we're yeah. like, oh Jesus, Nick. Um, but it would always be like, oh look at you, look how pretty you look in that, look at you, Allie. Your wife, Aaron, and I, uh, at one point, we, I, and it was like, it was, it was one of those things that everyone knew, but it was never spoken. And I, and I don't remember who brought it up first, but we were like, did you ever notice that Nick 
kind of like always points out Allison and is like, look at you, look how you look. And then, and we called it the alley rally. And like clockwork, we all went over to Emily and Jeremy's house uh, that night and we were looking at their wedding picture, um, sitting at their kitchen table. <laughs> and we're kind of like thumbing through and there's like a picture of two random, say, Jeff Zagrosi and his girlfriend. Yeah. And they go, oh, there's a picture of Jeff and his girlfriend. We all look at it. And then he goes, look, Allison, look, Allie, there's your arm. <laughs> and it was like her in the background and like part of her elbow and hair <laughs> like showing. Or something. He goes, yeah. look, there's your arm. <laughs> and it was like instant, like, I felt this magnetic pull to look at Aaron. We both <laughs> yeah. look at each other and give this look like, he just did it. He <laughs> alley rallied her. So that's the alley rally. Um, so if you know Nick and see him online uh, and he posts something about his wife that's positive, uh, immediately call it an alley, alley rally. rally. Yeah. Um, and uh, enjoy that. Yes. Um, I'd also like to point out, since we're telling the next story, um, I was talking to Jimmy, everybody's favorite Jimmy, you know. Jimmy, the uh, vague poster on Facebook. Yes, the, oh, I'm so hurt. That's all. Yeah. No, but I was talking to him about the story, the Jonah stories of the week, and he told he said that he said this to Nick, because I've, I've been listening to the stories, and some of them, they are a little exaggerated, what? a little bit. They are. You guys embellish the stories sometimes. I truth. And Jimmy actually, he said this to me, he says, yeah, I've noticed that they kind of embellish your stories sometimes. And I told Nick, you don't need to embellish a Jonah story. It's already a Jonah story. You don't need to make it any bigger. I don't think we embellish them. You do. One, uh, Nick, the last, I think it was the last story of the story before, the one in Milwaukee, where I was almost... With in, Milwaukee Jonah? Yeah, where I was almost in a fight with Milwaukee Jonah. First of all, when I told Nick that he didn't he tell didn't the story... He didn't say almost in a fight. He said you were chest to chest. When I, told, when I told Nick that he didn't tell the story right, his, his response to me was, you were drunk. Nick was drunk, too. He says the story like, I was the only one drunk. We drank yeah, but beer I for wasn't beer. Drunk. You weren't there. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we drank beer for beer before we went into the game. And in the game, I had maybe two, three beers. So I had maybe two, three beers more than him. So how much more drunk than him was I that he remembers the story that you much better than me? You were two, three beers drunker. That's not that much. Especially not for 20-something-year-old Jonah and Nick. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with Nick. I, we would never, we never, the chest to chest lasted less than a second. It was like I walked up, he walked up so to me. So you were chest And I let, I, no, we didn't get like chest to chest where we were even touching or near touching. I walked past him, made like a, like a laughing sound, put my arms up and walked on. There was no, there was no moment where we were both sitting there like, what do we do next? There was, there was no long enough moment. You have shared. a history of losing time when you've been drinking. I did not lose time. How this was why I remember because I, I remember this the the event, va- not vaguely. I remember it very well. It's ironic that the drunkard who who chose to sleep in his trunk is the one supporting <laughs> you on this. Well, he's not. He was just saying that you guys do embellish the stories. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I I can. 100% say that you have. I can go back and listen to all of them. It's not a big deal. I'm just saying, like, that one especially, right. I was like, I didn't, it when was nowhere I, near when a When I fight. woke you up to go into work for me when I went down with the bag, <laughs> did you or did you not leave me lying on the you floor? Told you told me to leave you. I didn't say leave me. You said just go. You said you were fine. I said, I need you to go to work. And you just ran out the door. You went, oh, <laughs> and then you ran out the door. I may have left you. I swear I thought that you said that, I sh- that you were fine. My but dog I, and my cat laid next to me. They were taking care of you. You couldn't move. You're right, I couldn't. That's why I needed help. <laughs> you know. All I'm saying is that my memory and Nick's memory are different, and he was just as drunk as I was. Well, that's why we got to, you know, maybe make up some shit about Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem, is I'm always drunk, so I'm not good at telling the stories. 
All right. Well, it's been a good uh, good episode here. Thanks for filling in. No, thank did you. Did you yeah. enjoy your uh, stint on the mic? I did. I did. It wasn't too bad. I didn't. We didn't get. We didn't get uh, rowdy enough for Nick. I'm sure, but. Well, you know, Nick always Nick likes pushing my buttons. Yeah, and pushing you my buttons. No, I'm, so, well, you know, because because I don't. I'm the pacifist. I'm not the one that pushes the button. Yeah, I'm you're. Right. you're yeah. I, I'm. I'm a step above Jeff. Jeffona Jagrosi. <laughs> <laughs> I will shoot somebody if they have a gun to my mom's head, yes. Okay, well, there you go. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, thanks to Jonah for stepping in for Nick. Yep, yep. Uh, everybody, go get a disease.